I remember the dust was so thick on Beta 4, you had to use windshield wipers on your optic sensors. Me Grimlock know all about wipers. Want to hear a good part of story. So let's talk about that on this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for the Transformers, the movie, 1986. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 125, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Diego Avila, The Feel and Film Podcast, Pierre Guzman, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your support, for supplying us with fresh energy on every month. It's so awesome. Uh, my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer, and I predicted that tra- the Transformers the movie would be a tragic movie. Um, and before we introduce our guest, here is your Francisco's boop, 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 beep, beep, flash beep, announcement. <laughs> I went for the boop boops instead of the beep beeps. Uh-huh. Uh I want to say Paul and I had a chance, had the chance to be on the Feel and Film podcast where we talked about our emotional takeaways from the movie Tron Legacy. You heard us talk about Tron back on episode 122. You can go listen to that at retrorewindpodcast.com slash 122, where we had uh, Patrick Hicks on, who was from Feel and Film. So we, it's a semi-crossover, uh, and we had a lot of fun uh, doing... Uh, that episode talking about Tron Legacy, and you can go to feelinfilm.com and look for episode t- 71, and that is the Tron Legacy episode. And that's your Francisco's beep, 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 beep flash announcement. Now, I'd like to welcome my good friend and co host and master interrupter, Paul Bazooka Lava Powers. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Ball weep, grano weep, ninny ball. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, my trivial question for you is this. Megatron, voiced by Frank Welker, is transformed into Galvatron, who is voiced by Leonard Nimoy. In the television seasons that followed, Welker took over the role of Galvatron. Uh, Welker had previously provided the voice screams only for Spock in Star Trek Three: The Search what? for Spock. That's so cool. Which Nimoy appeared in and directed. Paul, if Retro Rewind Podcast, the audio drama, became a thing, and we needed someone else to voice Super Saiyan Paul, who would you cast? Super Saiyan Paul? Yeah, so there's you, and then you get get knocked out, but then Mm -hmm. you come back as Super Saiyan Paul. So who's going to voice you? Like, what voice actor would you hire to voice... Super, Super Saiyan Paul. Paul. That would be interesting. Um, oh, Peter Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was easy. Yeah. Not not uh um Billy West? No. Not uh uh Joe DiMaggio? Joe DiMaggio. Or is it John? John DiMaggio, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the baseball player. 
Yeah, no, no, I'm going to stick as long as Peter Cullen's still alive. All right. It still sounds good. All right. No, I, I, I'm, I love I'm down his for voice. That. All right. <laughs> Very good. Or. Point. Oh, oh. No, no, no. I was going to say uh, Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. But, but no, I think her, Peter Cullen's yeah, good. Yeah, he, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what was, your, what was your prediction for the Transformers, the movie, Paul? You know, I also predicted tragic for oh, this film. Hmm, okay. We're on save. Same uh, wavelength. Well, so far. <laughs> now we'd like to welcome back to the show. You just heard him in episode 124 on Blade Runner alongside his, his wife, Celeste. But right now, we don't have Celeste. We only have Dallas Mora from Geek Devotions. Hey, Dallas. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. Glad to be back. Awesome. Glad to have you back. Uh, Dallas, can you, uh, for this time... Can you remind us what you do, and then tell us who is your favorite actor currently alive? Wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, my wife and I are, are pastors at our church. Uh, we're the media uh, pastors there. Uh, we're kind of building it from the ground up. But we're also, we have our own ministry called Geek Devotions, which is a YouTube show. Called, uh, and our tagline is a show from a couple of devoted geeks, devoted to letting people know that they're loved. And uh, we make uh, new videos every Friday. On YouTube, and they're just kind of short little devos. We take geek pop culture stuff, movies, video games, books, all kinds of groovy stuff, and we use it to let people know that they're loved. And uh, right now, Celeste on Tuesdays on our Facebook page, uh, she's doing a Bible study going through the book of John, which uh, you and your amazing wife joined in for the conversation, and you guys did a great job. That wasn't me. And, that uh, was a different Francisco Ruiz. Oh, I was about bad. to say, it wasn't me. It was, it was an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it helped Celeste. It made her feel a little more comfortable oh, when she went good. through it. Yeah, she did great. So, yeah. So if I was now, there, My I mean, favorite sure actor currently alive? Yes. All today. Uh, and why is it Michael Keaton? <laughs> why is it Michael Keaton? <laughs> <laughs> it might be Michael Keaton. I don't know. Even though he hasn't done any major things that I've enjoyed except for Spider-Man recently. Um, uh, why will you ask me hard questions like this, sir? Oh, it gets um, harder. Well, I guess the next one you're, you know in advance. but uh, I know a little bit in advance, but yes. not much. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, oh, what's his name? Brain just stopped functioning. What's he been in? Um, uh, Idris. Um, Idris Alba? Elba. Elba, yeah. Oh my elbow. gosh, elbow! I call him I've, elbow. I've I've really been enjoying him lately. He's been in a lot of really cool things that I've enjoyed. Um, I just watched um, the Dark the Tower. Dark Tower, and I thought it was a great movie. Of course, I liked him in Thor. And uh, there's this great series called Luther that he did, and uh, he's a detective, and it's a pretty mm-hmm. legit series. Did he end the apocalypse in that? Uh, no, no, he doesn't. In fact, he probably is the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> His life is a mess in that show, oh. man. I feel so bad for him all the way through. Is that oh, is, he's a great sign me up to watch? He's a great actor. Is, is yeah. he playing Martin then? That Martin oh Luther? Oh my gosh, no, no not wrong Luther, oh. buddy. Oh. <laughs> but uh, oh, that was a good movie too. Regardless of the movie <laughs> Martin Luther, or I think it's just called Luther, actually. Yes. Anyway, right. it is. Dallas, here's your trivial so, question. Heading back to Transformers. Uh, in the first two seasons of the series, of the TV series, uh, Megatron's first shot in gun mode always missed every Autobot. Starscream using him to kill Brawn in the beginning marks the first and only time that his first shot hit an Autobot, and every shot also hit its target. 
Dallas, have you ever shot a gun? And if so, did you, did you hit your target? Do rubber um, band guns count? Or water guns? <laughs> no, I mean, question. I meant a real gun. Oh. Um, I have shot a gun a couple times, and uh, but not since I was a kid. And um, it's funny because everyone's like, oh, we didn't take you out shooting. I'm like, I'm just waiting. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'll go with you. But um, I, yes, I did hit my target. Um, my my dad and a group of friends, we went out into the woods uh, behind their, in their some friend's property, and they had this big rifle. And um, wait, they wanted it, me to go. Does this end in us finding out why you have a glass eye? <laughs> okay. No, but I might find out why I have a missing arm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, but um, I get out there and we were shooting at some old refrigerator that was in the middle of the woods for some reason. Uh-huh. Oh no! So if I didn't hit that, then there was a problem. So yeah, I did. I hit my target. <laughs> nice, very good. Now, did you have the buckshot or the spread? <laughs> it was. Isn't um, that the same? Or it you was know a, what I mean? The the, the slug. S- the slug. Yeah. It was a or slug, this, man. All right. Yeah. I, I would have been afraid of the ricochet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they braced me. <laughs> Dallas, what was your prediction? So I was like, like seven. Four. What was my prediction? Transformers. <laughs> hey, we're having our own conversation here. So what did the, the refrigerator transform oh, into? Oh, my That's, gosh. <laughs> that would be impressive. Why are you shooting at me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no. Uh, my prediction for Transformers the movie was nostalgic. All right, good deal. So, too tragic mm-hmm. and nostalgic is what we sort of came to this movie with. Uh, then we rewatched it, and soon we'll talk about. Well, Paul, why don't you tell us uh, what what we're in for in this episode? A whole lot of nothing as we talk. Wow, about well, let's just end it here that then. Comes- Nah, actually, wow. forget that. That sounds boring. Let's have a discussion on Transformers, the animated movie, including what we liked and liked most, and also what we disliked about the movie and uh, what we disliked, disliked the most. And then we'll come back for a final rating and for some feedback and announcements. Awesome. Alice, uh, now that Paul's laid in the course for this episode, um, when you find the target... Uh, take us over to The Transformers, the movie. Alert, alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. It is the year 2005, and a new evil threatens the galaxy's most incredible adventure you've ever seen. Transformers, the movie. Does time die? Then who would lead the Autobot? And what is the secret of the monster planet? It's so big, so exciting, you've got to see it twice to take it all in. Transformers, the movie. Printed PG, open to theaters everywhere in three days. <laughs> wow. So excited, you have to see it twice to so take it all in. <laughs> in three Sign days. Sign me up. <laughs> I missed uh, that preview. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it opens everywhere in three days. At least it did back when this came out. Uh, and I, like Dallas, me like Dallas, I also don't remember that preview. But what did we remember about this movie before we rewatched it? Here is our memory mind melt synopsis for The Transformers, the movie. I remember the beginning being creepy as the giant robot planet that looks like a 
it belonged in the Silverhawks universe, tore through the planets with awkwardly upbeat guitar-driven 80s rock music in the background. So it begins with alien transformers in, out in space. Decepticons raid Autobot space and kill Optimus Prime, or Optimus Prime sacrifices himself to save others. Either way, the Matrix gets passed to Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> also, there was an assortment of Autobots and Dinobots that came together to fight a hodgepodge of Decepticons, many of which I'm pretty sure were not actually in the original series. There are weird songs that don't seem to fit throughout the movie. Unicron tries to devour the Matrix while the Hot Rod Autobot and Dinobots <clears throat> are daring to be stupid. Optimus resurrects as a new and different Autobot. At the end, there was an epic battle between Optimus Prime and a super-powered Megatron that ended with Starscream becoming the new devious leader of the Decepticons and the Autobots, victorious in protecting the universe. Or Hot Rod has the touch. He has the power. <laughs> and after opening the Matrix and becomes a Hot Rod semi-truck, because that's a thing, uh, defeating Unicron somehow. Oh, uh, whoa. Well, I'm just going to say that that was accepted because, I mean, some of that was kind of right, but a lot of that was very mixed up. Uh, <laughs> Paul, why don't you uh, help realign us by giving us the technicals of this movie, like who was in it, how much did it make at the box office, etc. All right, The Transformers, colon, the movie. It's rated PG, runs an hour, 24 minutes, and is an animated action-adventure movie. What? <laughs> it came out in theaters on August 8th, 1986 in the U.S., and it, it starred a bunch of people, but we're going to specifically point out uh, Norman Alden, uh, Jack Angel. I'll, I'll go ahead and just say, all right. As one you by go one. these, yeah. Okay. Uh, and Norman Alden voice Cranix, who is sort of he was. He, if you watch this movie in the beginning, it's the the Autobots or Decepticon guys that are like doing science experiments on one of Cyber, either Cybertron or Cybertron's moons. They never mm. really transform into anything. But okay. Anyways, he he voiced. One of them, and then he also voiced uh, Sir K in the Sword on the Stone, which is slash one twenty uh, retro rewind podcast dot com slash one twenty three, and he was also Lou in Back to the Future, which was slash seventy when we talked about it. And Jack Angel, yeah, he voiced Astro Train, and he was also the shark in Toy Story. <laughs> I'm Woody, yeah. da, 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 da. Um, which was <laughs> slash howdy 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 howdy, 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 howdy <laughs> slash one hundred sixteen, and he provided additional voices in Aladdin slash one hundred ten, Who Framed Roger Rabbit slash thirty five, and Ducktales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp slash which is our episode slash nineteen. Uh, Corey Burton who voiced Spike, Braun, and Shockwave, was Prince Ahmed in Aladdin, uh, which, again, slash 110. He was a dink in Spaceballs, slash 52, and provided additional voices in a Goofy movie, slash 68. Peter Cullen, who voiced Optimus Prime and Ironside, was also inexplicably the voice of the Predator in Predator, uh, which was slash 96. And uh, Eric Idle. Yeah, he voiced Rekgar, which was the the um, scrap bot guy, the leader of the scrap 
scrapoids, what were they called? Graboids, so. something like that. <laughs> um, he was he was in some Grail movie that we talked about and slash uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You oh, can yeah. say it. That we was, covered it. That's what it was. <laughs> slash twenty six to see everyone gang up on me on that one. Uh, Judd, His favorite. <laughs> go ahead, Paul. Judd Nelson. Yeah, he voiced Hot Rod, and which Rod. was so weird because I had tried to imagine. Becker or not yeah, Becker? What's ben, his name? He played Bender, Bender in the Breakfast Club from, slash ninety three. Yeah, from Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. as know. he was talking, I was like, "This is Judd Nelson." It, it sounds. It doesn't sound like him, like Bender at all. It's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, sorry um, to interrupt, but uh, no. Leonard Nimoy was also in this film. Oh yeah, as Galvatron. He and he was in. He was Spock, of course, in Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home slash Twelve. Orson Welles voiced Unicron. And was uh, Lou Lord in the Muppet movie, Slash 41. That's right. And we're going to end on a good one, Frank Welker. Frank Welker, who is Megatron, Soundwave, Rumble, Frenzy, Ravage, Wheelie, Auto Combatants, and Junkicon. Oh, that must have been their name. It's the Junkicons. Yeah. He lent his voice talents to even more movies than pretty much everyone else combined. <laughs> uh, of the ones we've covered, I should say. So I'm going to rapid fire these. Lion King slash 114, Aladdin slash 110, Space Camp slash 109, Jumanji slash 84, The Rescuers Down Under slash 76, A Goofy Movie slash 68, Land Before Time slash 62, Stargate slash 47, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit slash 35, The Great Mouse Detective slash 30, DuckTales the Movies, The Treasure of the Lost Lamp slash 19, dang it, I was trying to get through it with one breath, Explorers slash 17, <laughs> Independence Day slash 16, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids slash 14, Super Mario Brothers, The, the Movie slash 6. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, the budget of this film was about $6 million, but it only made $5.7 million in the box office. <laughs> Not so good. I'm surprised so many close. Transformers fans, I thought as kids, would I would imagine, like, Mom, Dad, take me to this movie. But they're like, I'm not taking you twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair point. Well, you know what? Apparently, not a lot of people went out to see this in the theaters. Maybe they they watched it a lot on home VHS or something. So maybe there's a good mix of likes and dislikes of this movie uh, from uh, people that watched it. But let's talk about the things we liked uh, and liked first, and then we'll talk about our dislikes uh, in a bit. But let's start with our guest, Dallas. What's one thing you liked about The Transformers, the movie? um one thing i liked was um the um the way unicron spoke and treated megatron simply because like Mm -hmm. i i he's such a character that like throughout the series like in the first couple seasons where he was like he's so boss and so in charge like everyone bows down to him until he meets unicron and it's like yes put the boy in his place (laughs) it's like like the one line where uh, Megatron's like, no one summons Megatron. And he's like, then it pleases me to be the first. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was great, too. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, this guy's a planet. How menacing can he be? But you know what? He, he did a good job of being <laughs> uh, menacing, menacing just by his talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Orson Welles voice, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is definitely ominous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and on that, that something very similar to something that I liked 
in regard to Unicron is how he's established. Mm-hmm. I, I love how you see this planet coming in and you do this flyby and you just see how massive he is and how yeah. he just he just takes out this planet without even I mean, it doesn't really blink. He's a planet, but I mean, without any effort really, and just right. and that you can't get away this idea that he'll suck you back in even if, when you're trying. That's so uh, tense, it's menacing. Yes, yes. yes. So I, I totally agree with you there, uh, Paul. What's something you liked? I liked, and I, for fans of the show, know that I touch on this sometime. I like the opening title sequences. I thought hmm. um, you didn't weren't bored with this this one. No, it's it's kind of reminded me of the first Superman kind of like titles it, in space yes, and flying yes. by, uh-huh. was but it wasn't white text on black background. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So and and it did open up in space, so it made sense to have the titles in space. It kind of flowed together you, like that. You know what other anime movie wasn't black text on white or white text on black backgrounds? The Sword in the Stone. Yeah, you didn't but, really care for that. Well, wait. You don't the, like storybooks, I guess. No, I said I didn't like the song. Oh, I thought Did it was I the whole th- opening because you were bored. Well, well, that's true. I that is very true. <laughs> I will concede to that. Yes. Okay, I just want to point that out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, this was done better in my opinion. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And on that opening sequence, I that that opening that re uh, remix of the Transformers theme. So yes. rocking! I I just love that song and um, Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, uh, it is great. And I the, like the fact that they kept the uh, robots in disguise with the little uh, mechanical voice in it, though. You know? Oh, you know what? I didn't even notice that. That's weird. Yeah, at the end when they do the uh, the end credits, they don't. But at the beginning, they oh, do. Oh, okay. Because I, I was re-listening to some of the soundtrack, and so it must be the ending one, because I didn't recall yeah. that. But okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I also have that song, um, but without the mechanical mm-hmm. voice there. And so when I heard it while watching, I'm like, yes, I want this version. Right? Awesome. <laughs> I will say, I will say, not all the songs I think fit great in this movie, and we might talk about that later. But I think the score. This is something else I like. Mm-hmm. I think the score itself fits really well, and um, and yeah, and some of yeah. the other songs too. But yeah, the, I, I like the score in this movie. That's one of the things I had down for mine is that mm. the score of some of the scenes. It had an energetic beat to it, and it kept the yeah. scene moving really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also going back to Unicron, I felt like the the music for him was dun, dun, it is like like almost mysterious and like right. you don't you don't know what's coming. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Das, what did you think about the music? Was that something you liked or was something I, else I you really enjoyed? Enjoy, I enjoyed most of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this weird like uh, association with '80s music because that's mm-hmm. when I was like real young, and so like. My parents like to listen to music, so like for me, eighties music is what I slept to. Oh, wow. so, okay. so like listening to like this old school eighties like rock music, like I actually was, I was struggling to stay awake in some of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because oh, I see that's because I had this like, like physical manifestation for it. like oh yeah, but I thought it did like you said it kept up the pace with everything. There was some stuff that was like I, the eighties were a special time because I feel like they were like hey. <laughs> Every scene that has music has to have lyrics. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, just the, the, the real climatic points. 
And um, there were like 20 climatic points for them in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, stop singing. I don't need, I don't care about Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> Come on. We need more Weird Al. Mm. Well, that actually leads into another like of mine oh, is okay. that yeah. if you don't mind me jumping in, Do it. Um, this movie had a lot of action sequences, like, mm-hmm. and it kept it moving. I mean, it, and it was. It, there, there were some slow scenes in, in between each one, but I thought that f- this movie had a surprisingly a, a, um, a lot mm. of action sequences mm. that I yeah. was pleased to see. That was actually, that goes into one of my likes I had. Yeah. The epicness of the battles, it wasn't necessarily a kidified um, show, necessarily. Like, the, these battle scenes, like, it was like, oh, yeah. these things are getting slaughtered, man. I mean, like, the yeah. fact that, like, Megatron actually killed somebody. And it was actually a character. I saw a thing later. They were saying that, that that particular character, like people were like, he's never died before. No. Like, there's no way he could. Like, there's actually fan fiction saying that he survived that and he's floating in space doing stuff somewhere. Well, yeah. he comes back though, in, in a movie I've never seen. I think. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, that I've. Have either of you seen any of the sequels to this movie? See, I thought I saw a movie where Optimus Prime does resurrect. And maybe it was a second movie or something like that. I'm pretty sure. But I could be incepting or you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. True. I mean, the fact that his voice comes in later, it's like, wait, where is that coming from? Did he really die? Is he Obi-Wan Kenobi now? Is he in the Matrix? Was he ever not the, the Matrix? Matrix ghost. <laughs> What's going on here? Wow. Well, fan theories aside, uh, Dallas, why don't you give us another thing you liked? Um, another thing I liked, um, oh, I just lost my, my notes here. Oh, no my phone just did something weird. Um, I really enjoyed, because um, he took my, my thing about the credits, on the front end, um, I like the the details in the animation that they had. It's like certain scenes, like the opening scene with Unicron, where he's devouring the planet. Like mm-hmm. just the detail to put certain like lines in certain scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. And then even just like even small details, like when they had the uh, electronic cuffs on um, on them when they're putting them in the prison. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when the doors shut, they just automatically undo. Like that makes sense in this mm-hmm. world for them mm-hmm. to have that kind of mm-hmm. technology. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna pretty much just uh, take that to eleven for my next like. I th- I feel like throughout the, there's at least ninety ninety five percent of the movie. The visuals are just vibrant from the inking to the color to the overall mm-hmm. animation, and it may have been a hundred percent, but there are some like establishing shots or wide shots where they didn't hold on them long enough for me to really observe, and I kind of had this feeling that it wasn't is like. Uh, let's just get, there's so much Almost here. Like, let's just fill it in as best we can. And let's go move on. Yeah, um, like they borrowed steals from something else at times. Oh, I didn't get really that impression, but may, I really? suppose that's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I feel like throughout, and this, I I appreciate it mainly because I feel like some like Disney movies we've talked about before will cheap out and just like reuse past right. stuff. Whereas I, I mean, maybe they did reuse. Tr- but it scenes wasn't from noticeable. Transformers. Yeah, it didn't really. It wasn't really noticeable to me. Mm-hmm. It was almost like um, I felt the quality was anime-like pretty much throughout. And I mean, I like that quality of animation. So sure, yeah. I felt well, the shade. Guys, stuff. just 
stole my classic make. <laughs> I think the animation, the quality of animation, in this is outstanding. I've right. forgotten how uh, how epic it it is mm-hmm. throughout the right. film. Now you're right; it isn't perfect. There's there's one scene where one of the Autobots is missing half of his body because <laughs> it looks like he's while he's in Unicron. It looks like he's jumping from behind one of his te- tentacles, <laughs> but there's no tentacle there. It's oh, so that's funny. And then at the end, when I, I mean, people, I was asking, "Hey, where's uh, um, not Beetlejuice, but what's the Bumblebee? yellow bug? Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Thank you, Bumblebee. <laughs> Finally, get to see Bumblebee at the end, and the him as a car does not look like a Volkswagen Bug. If you look at, it, they totally did. I didn't spend much time on him, unfortunately. Yeah. So it cheapens out here and there, but mm-hmm. overall, I, mm-hmm. I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know why, and I couldn't put my finger on it. It seems like it should, it didn't, it kind of looked flat. Mm-hmm. Maybe the colors weren't where they should have been but the overall design i don't there's something missing about this and i couldn't put my finger on it you know what oh actually you know what i bet it is and this is something mm-hmm. i noticed um and it wasn't it didn't make my dislike list so i will mention it here and this is something that's plague transformers ever since as long as i can remember but they cannot seem to keep their proportions straight <laughs> i mean yeah. sometimes optimus is the size of buildings, some and other transformers that are smaller are sometimes bigger than him, or yeah, or yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, all the way up to Astro Train, which apparently uh, Diego commented on this. We'll get to it in our feedback section, but how does he fit all these other transformers in him? And oh, because they grow in size. They don't. He doesn't look like he grows in size much. No, otherwise. but they do. But kind of like how how a Star Scream. Not Starscream. Uh, well, even him. He's a big jet, and then he shrinks down to everyone else's size. Or Megatron. He he he's shrinks huge. down to a handgun. Yeah, yeah. You know what, what I mean? Oh. <laughs> and so. then he grows to be as big as a semi-truck yeah. when he's right. transformed. So, so there's th- that is established that... And maybe they did that on purpose because they can't nail down the size. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. And that that would be hard to do. But yeah, even, yeah. even without those... those flaws in logic i think there there is just proportional mismatches throughout. Are, are you kidding me this thing's flawed with all kinds of logic okay. i mean where does where does optimus's prime trailer go when he transforms and, yeah. and when he's ready to get in a truck oh there it is where has this been for uh, three million light years you know i can't dispute that yes <laughs> Uh, well, Paul, before me and Dallas give our classic makers, why don't you tell us one more thing you liked? Um, actually, uh, real quickly, there is a couple things. I mentioned the action. Um, and this, the, the action, just going back, I forgot to mention that the action of this movie starts from the very beginning, mm-hmm. did, even before the title sequence, and it kept going. Um, one of the things that I liked, especially comparing it to the Transformer movies by Michael Bay, is... Mm-hmm is that I appreciated the voices in this uh, of the Transformers. They seem to have this mechanical thing. I, I know the Michael Bay live-action movies, they have a mechanical thing in their voice, mm-hmm. but this one sounds a little bit more mechanical. Hmm. I don't, Or there's something to it, and each voice sounds like it's from a different machine. 
or mm-hmm. slightly different. So I appreciated the the variance there. It's a small little thing that I think added it. But oh, cool. one, I didn't notice I, that, but I, I believe mm-hmm. you. I will say one thing that I enjoyed, and this is for uh, people who collected the Transformers back in the yes. day. This was very nostalgic for me going, oh, I had that guy. And oh, I remember <laughs> those insect people. I had one of them. And it was fun to go back. And I haven't seen this in years, nor yeah. have I played with the Transformers in years. So it was right. fun to go back and revisit that. I was like, oh, yeah, I had that one. And oh, I could never find that one. Yeah. Well, here, let's go around. I'm curious. Um, name a couple that you guys remember having. So you had one of the bug guys, Paul? Yeah, I had one of the insectoids, I think they were called. And I had the one that uh, transforms to the, the train and the space shuttle. Astro train, yeah. Yeah, I had that guy. Oh, awesome. And there was a, a couple other I recognized, but I don't remember their names. How about you, Dallas? Did, did you have any? I had, like, this off-brand Starscream. Okay. It was, like, nice. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, Dollar Tree versions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I also had one that was... Um, it was kind of cool because it was a remote control one. Like it became like a, like a truck. It wasn't Optimus, but it was like it became like a, what do you call those? Almost like a a Bronco, but a little longer. Oh, oh SUV and, uh, type it was thing. A, yeah, and but it, I could actually control it with a remote control. Nice. And uh, so it was kind of a neat little thing. Nice. I had. Um I did have Optimus, like the diecast one. Oh, so jealous. I wish I still had it. Oh, Oh, not jealous anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Those diecast days. Oh, Oh, no. They were so, yeah. I mean, not not the whole thing, of course, but like the the main front or the the cab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I also had, it wasn't diecast, it was mostly plastic, but um, the Stegosaurus Dinobot. Oh, nice. One of the Dinobots. Yeah. Word. Those are my favorite. I always wanted Grimlock, but you know it's so cool that I had one of the Dinobots. <laughs> What's the matter? Grimnot no like you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, okay, Dallas, why don't you give us your classic maker? Uh, my classic maker is, um, and it kind of touches on the animation, but not necessarily the detail of it. It's just like I have a large love for uh, 70s, early 80s anime style. Mm-hmm. And this was, I mean, this was a Japanese anime, obviously. Um, at least it came from a Japanese anime, and um, I just appreciate the style because it, it did keep yeah. in touch with it, and so it had that whole feel of, you know, of how they did things. So mm-hmm. That was my classic maker was just the appreciation for the art style. Here, here, very cool. Uh, for me, my my classic maker is kind of different from the art and anything. It's more to do with the, I guess, the overall uh, story of the movie. Oh. It was. Getting to see more of the Transformers universe than just mm-hmm. Earth and Cybertron. I, I really yeah. like that. Um, the junk planet. You got to see the junk planet. You got to see the the quintessence planet with the guys that it's guilty or innocent. 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 <laughs> um, and, and then the Dinobots came in. It yeah. was awesome. <laughs> though, though I do got to say that it seems like all alien worlds are inhabited by Transformer-like beings, which yeah, is they're weird. everywhere. <laughs> But, but it, as one. it was cool to see a lot more different worlds and different types right. of uh, sentient machine beings. So mm-hmm. anyway, that was my classic maker, and Paul's was the awesome art. So now uh, let's before we get to the things we didn't like about Transformer, the Transformers, the movie, Ugh, that little the, the tiniest little the that there could ever be in front of that in that title. 
Uh, we like to go out to social media and say, hey, we're going to cover this movie or video game. Uh, what do you guys remember about <clears throat> And there were all, there was a lot of feedback, so Paul and I are going to uh, ping pong back and forth. I'll, I'll start, start us off, though. Uh, Brian Minto says, can't remember much, but I remember me and my brother absolutely loved it, and the song at the beginning was so awesomely 80s. You've got the touch. You've got the power. Oh, you got the power. I keep making a you've, but it's, no, it's just you. Yeah, Michael Withers says oh, a weird how. Thank you, Brian, weird. By the, for the feedback. Oh, oh, fine. Yeah, we thank everyone, whoever said anything, because this is going to go out to get through. But okay, really good point. Yeah, everyone who sends feedback, thank you in advance. Yes. <laughs> Michael Withers says Weird Al had a song in it with the Junkoids, Dare to be Stupid. I remember that Optimus actually died, and there was an outrage, and that was outrageous for 80s cartoons. Right. And the Scatman Crothers is jazz, R.I.P. <laughs> Eric Purcell says, You've got. You've got the touch. You've got the... Oh, so he added you. See, he's like me. You're thinking you've yeah. been there. You've got the power. Uh, so many dead characters. Face. Finding out later that this was just a move to try and increase sales with new characters was upsetting. Oh, I didn't notice that. But yeah. Keep that, going. Somehow, I'm still a fan of the movie, though. I cringe when they're pulling the Matrix of Leadership from Optimus. More sad faces. Oh. B. Patrick Kramer says this was Orson Welles' final performance voicing Unicron, and he had no idea what he was recording while doing it. <laughs> the CP Perspective uh, says, I saw the movie in theaters when it first came out. It was okay. Not as good as the TV series. Hmm. Fair. Uh, Diego Avila. 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 Is that that thing that hangs down the back of your throat? That's that, a uvula, Paul. Uh, oh, sorry. Anyway, he says, sobbing hysterically, my mom yelling at my dad, what did you make him watch? <laughs> also, Starscream suffers a most undignified yet humorous demise. How on earth do all the Decepticons fit inside Astrotrain? Yeah. He's a TARDIS, I think I responded back. Uh, <laughs> Focus on the picture says, I remember that the Transformers are awesome and that I cried a little when Optimus died. Okay, more than a little. Oh, it's so sad. Ryan R. Jackson says, yes, I've been waiting for you guys to get to this one. Okay, I have a fond memory of my father taking me to see this in 1986, one of my first movie experiences. Ooh. I was totally into Transformers as a boy, had bunches of the toys, and used to contort my pre-adolescent body into multiple <laughs> positions as I imitated cars, planes, and other vehicles. Loved the movie. Even to this day, I think it's an epic and super creative adventure. In short, there's more to this movie than meets the eye. Oh, nice. I see what you did there, Ryan. That's what you did there. Brian, can you still contort, uh, Ryan? I just want to know oh if you still gosh. do that. You know, and you I bet you made the sound the effects. <laughs> you made the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who didn't? You know. Yeah. Oh, we all you, made those. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, Brian K. Friesen oh. says, "I watch a live-action shot-for-shot remake of this movie directed by Michael Bay." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A live action, okay, of this movie, yeah, but live action. live action, using like the Michael directed. Bay. I, I wouldn't want to see it directed. I'd like to see 
it have his because he Visuals. he has that visual like aesthetic and yeah. to make it look like cars and actual vehicles. So by all means, Michael Bay, be a creative director on the movie or a production designer. That's fine. Yes, I'm knocking you down to that. And let's have Steven Spielberg actually man up and get this uh, directed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's already the shots already established. It's just making it look good. That's a good point. So maybe you don't even need a director. I don't know. I mean, you do, but I mean, and we'll have uh, John Williams do the score. <laughs> yes, <laughs> John Williams will be his magnum opus. Let's move on, though. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> oh, uh, James Harlevin says I remember everything, every second of every minute. No, he says I remember everything. Spike saying, "Oh sh." <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do now? And on the old DVD in the scene selection, that scene was even called a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I actually looked in mine, and for me, mine was called swear word for that scene. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have the special collector's DVD edition of it. So if you have that same one, then look out Is for it that. the 20th anniversary? I, maybe. There's a 20th, sure. a 25th, and a 30th. So I have the 20th. Okay, it's a, I noticed an anniversary date on mine, but regardless, Patrick Edwards says best soundtrack ever. Also, Micro Machines, fast talking commercial guy. I loved that guy, Blur. I yeah. thought it was so great. You loved that and guy. You really, really did. Yes, <laughs> trying to get the Dinobots on, but it yes. can't. Uh, anyway, Christopher Battle ends us with, I remember not knowing this movie existed until I read this post. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher. <laughs> Thank you again, everyone who left us yes. feedback. Uh, it was awesome hearing your memories of the Transformers, the movie. But you know what? Um, maybe we should have been like Christopher and just not have known anything about this movie because there are things to dislike about it. oh my gosh is there oh <laughs> my goodness so i will kick us off our kick us off i will kick off our dislike section by saying okay this is the whole unicron coming to a planet when planets have especially like highly technological technological ones technological ones like a Cybertron or Cybertron moon, when they have a ton of advanced warning if a humongous planet was headed their way. Not back in the 80s. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> they do now because of Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> NASA saw this movie. I'm like, oh, crap. We need to get moving on early yeah, planetary that's no moon. annihilation. That's a space station. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, did sort of a tangential to that? Did for either of you when you saw Unicron, Unicron transform, were you thinking um, Mega Man, Mega Man, yeah. <laughs> Spaceballs, gone from suck to blow? Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Anyway, so that that was a semi minor quibble for me. Uh, Dallas what was something you didn't like. Um. One thing I didn't like was um, there's like this inconsistency in like the the ability for Unicron to communicate with Galvatron. It's like one moment he's like in his head and yelling at him, and the next thing he's like, "Hey, I need you to fly halfway across the galaxy so I can <laughs> scold you." <laughs> so, you could have done that right then. Go, hey, you didn't actually kill him. Go kill him now. He's still flying. Yeah, because I mean, right there. Yeah, yeah movie was... would have been over sooner, but it would have been done right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a good point. Valid, valid point. <laughs> 
Uh, Maybe it shouldn't be shot re again, shot for shot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. Fine, Paul. We can't get Steven Spielberg. Let's get a Senor Spielberg. Spielberg. Okay. Um, oh no. Or is it Esteban Spielberg? Is that. I think. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Somebody <laughs> like that. Simpsons reference here. Uh, but, Paul, what's something you didn't like? There's parts. This concept, I put it in the dislikes uh, because I don't like it. <laughs> but there's lots and lots of death in this movie. I mean, with like yes. tons of uh, like whole planets dying and all the, pe- the yeah. people on there. And it seems like and they, they have very, it's almost like a titanic lack of rescue boats. On those planets. Yes. See, see what but, I did there? Uh. Yeah, but when you have so much death, and and I liked in the middle, there are, or I should say, beginning at the middle to the three-fourths mark, yeah. there wasn't any death. That, oh, yeah. Because by the... Because each death is like, oh, then it begins. It it doesn't matter because it's just like so much death. So by the end. Oh, so you feel like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, and so when you get to Optimus Prime, it's just like, my goodness, everybody's dying in this movie. What am I watching this for? (laughs) So. Oh, oh, yeah. So you think they should have started with Optimus Prime's death? May I no, I don't know how I would redo it. I mean, I like the fact that they actually used death in this. It made it more uh made the dr- drama more real. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what I would do differently except I just didn't like so much death in a kids movie. You know what? I right. feel like I I can kind of get on board with that. I almost feel mm-hmm. like when um it seems so one-sided when uh, the Decepticons took over the the shuttle in the beginning, mm-hmm. so that they could mm-hmm. get into option, uh, not Megatron City, <sighs> Autobot City on Earth. I yeah, feel when like- they did that, when they were replaying that, I was like, "Oh, the Autobots were just saying that because they knew they were being spied on, you know." Right. And that way, they could like trap them. That would have been when awesome. That, but when that didn't happen, I was like. Oh, this was before I learned anything. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> and it, I don't know why all of a sudden the Autobots are stormtroopers. Uh, went to stormtrooper shooting academy. Yeah, they, they were far away. Anything. They were just as far away as the Decepticons. Yeah, were from but them. They, the Decepticons when they missed, they they shot the base that was exploding behind them. So they were causing destruction no matter what. Well, I'm just talking, I'm were just talking in the about air? the sh- no, no. I'm just talking about on the shuttle. Oh the, yeah, catching them off guard. Well, I guess you know, I'm like Dallas. They've gone everything. to the shooting range. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I wish they would have taken the Decepticons would have taken some casualties. Yeah, there. Yeah. I yeah. think it would have felt more less like one sided and more like their yeah. the Autobot deaths mattered. Yeah, if mm-hmm. they w- had some fight there anyway. and then i was like wait the girl's still alive this hot rod guy's still alive i thought everyone right. was dying here <laughs> <laughs> come on rc uh let's go back to dallas what's something else you didn't like um something else i didn't like was just the random curse word in the middle of this kid's show 
Two, yeah. <laughs> two curse words. I mean, like I'm, I'm I'm watching this and like I know this is from Japan and I know that back, especially in the '80s, we had a bad habit because we didn't have the technology to dub correctly of just filling awkward spaces with curse words. Yeah, I mean that well, was just that was common practice with dubbing, but it was just like, boom! I'm like, what the crap? There, there's a reason behind this. I yep. forget if it was someone in our in our Facebook group that said this or if I read it on IMDb, but essentially. For whatever reason, back in 1986, theaters were allowed to play PG movies a lot more than G movies. They, mm-hmm. For some reason, the frequency of G movie playing wasn't as high as PG. So they put those in just so it would get PG rain so they could show it more. That's weird. That makes sense because it that's was a bold move, Con. Let's that see how people it were starting it. to think, like, oh, that's not any as good. You know, right. if it's G, it's just like a little My Little Pony movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So and I got, and there's been other movies like that that were like we just had these random curse words, like the the Brave Little Toaster. There's random curse words in it. And oh, so, is there? Okay, but, I don't remember that. But it really just well, like it's. This just, was like, the eighties. Kids movies. Look at Goonies. You know how many curse words are in Goonies, and that's a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what point. the eighties were about. Right. And Jaws PG. What? Top Gun is <laughs> yeah. PG. What? Yeah. Well, that was before PG thirteen. Right? I, I realize that, but still, it's kind of ridiculous. True story. Uh, all right, uh, let's see uh, something else I didn't like. Actually, I already talked to it. The Stormtrooper Academy for the Autobots in the beginning. Uh, Paul, what's something else you didn't like? All right, I know we've talked about this before. I think it was in our Predator, but I don't dun, like dun, the dun, whole dun, macho like. Oh, save this leader for me, mono and mono. It's like. Oh, I've got to, I've got to help Prime, and he's like, "No, this is Prime's that, that fight." That was lame, you know. Or, or like when they were like at the end, where I think it was Galvatron or somebody was like, "No, this one's mine." Like, okay, if you guys actually strategize, you would right. be, you would win. And even if you Handedly. didn't strategize, you'd be happy to help, you know, for a little help. It's like. <laughs> I mean, who's going to say, oh, there's Hitler. Save him for the general. No, you kill him, you knock him out as soon as you can. It's like none of this like, oh, we have to have, you know, the president of the United States go against Hitler. We have to everyone clear the way. No. Come on, wheels. I mean, FDR, go take out Hitler. (laughs) I thought you were talking about Professor X, but yes. Ironside. <laughs> oh my goodness! But, to be fair, that's that's an old world mentality, though. I mean, I remember hearing stories about like, oh sure, um, but it doesn't Alexander. belong in war. <laughs> like this well, kind I was of war. It was war. Like Alexander the, I think it was Alexander the Great. Like he actually killed a dude for killing another leader, and he said that. And the line was, "Only kings can kill kings," and so that was like an old world like war mentality. Yeah, but. I think it's ridiculous when your <laughs> life is on the line and the I life you of that. your your comrades. Yeah, right? and you know what? In the future, you know, 2005, war is not played between kings. So. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. I, I was about to say, I'm sure the, the men that went after Osama bin Laden were arguing, no, I'm going to get him. No, I'm going to get him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no one's going to save him <laughs> for anybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to point out, Paul, I'm not sure why you think Predator, it was just like, he was the last one. I think they are all trying to kill the Predator. It wasn't that, <laughs> oh no, Arnold wasn't like, no, no, get to the chopper so I can have the Predator. It wasn't like he, that at all. 
I he just yeah, killed I forget everyone. How, the, the context, but it oh, reminded me of that. Do, do you want? We can rewatch Prayer, Paul. I'm totally down with that. No, no, no. Do no, a commentary. Uh, okay, I'll put in the book. Uh, as all right. We, <laughs> we should do a Predator commentary as the Predator. Just make the sound effects through the whole thing. Dallas, how about you? Yes. What's one all more right, thing so you didn't like? One more thing I didn't like was. Um, and I know it's an 80s cartoon, and it's, it's a cartoon for kids, so you're not supposed to think about these logical things. It's an things. animated feature. It's not a cartoon. I know. <laughs> but it's like, how come nobody knew Laserbeak was outside of their window? <laughs> how did he get so many shots, so many different angles of the same scene from one window? Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then, like we talked about earlier, where, where Megatron goes from this massive thing to a little bit handgun. I mean, where did his massive cannon go? And then mm-hmm. where he I has mean, the pim particle, which allows oh. him to shrink down. Oh man, <laughs> leftover technology from World War II. That's <laughs> where Ant Man got it from, right? I thought it was the Cold War. Was it World War II? No, it could have been World War II. He's um, he's not that old. Eh. No, no, you're right. It's Cold War. I mean, I don't know the original comics. Maybe it was World War II. Regardless, yes, that is an annoyance that. <laughs> they don't see uh, laser beak outside. Oh my gosh! Come on, Autobots, right. up your surveillance! Well, I know why. Why are don't Autobots have their spies on the Decepticons? <laughs> Great point. <laughs> because they're not Decepticons. Only oh Decepticons use spies. All right, but, fine. Um, Autobots are honorable. And look what happened to you. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You some, lose everybody. One more thing I didn't like, and then we'll get to our tragic makers. How? Did Unicron, and this is kind of like the laser big thing, how did Unicron see everything that happened with the Matrix passing to yeah. uh, Ultra Magnus? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you're not he in knows. the room he has at that all. You have no speed to know. I he guess. He doesn't need He's a laser omnipotent beak to film it. Or omnipresent? No, he just. He has that technology. It it looks like magic, but it's actually <laughs> advanced technology. Oh, right. Of course. Thank yes. you, Arthur C. Clarke. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, let's get to our tragic makers, guys, so we can rate this what it deserves. Uh, <laughs> shifty eyes. So, Dallas, what did you hate most about the Transformers, the movie? I, I just like the fact there was like zero context to to the what how this got here, where all these random like um, Autobots came from, like. Uh, Magnus, Optus oh, Magnus, and, and then yes, RC all that. and Blur and yeah. Cup and yeah, yeah. They they were completely out of left field, and I actually had to go back. I actually went back and watched the special features on my DVD I had. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, there was one episode that comes out right before this movie, but it never aired here in the states. <laughs> you know, only, That's it only aired in. It only aired in Japan where they introduce all these characters. Oh, that's cool. And, it's a prequel. And <laughs> exactly. It shows you <laughs> it shows you why like this guy's already like like you're watching, he's like passing off the matrix to this guy. You're like, who is this dude? Is he your <laughs> illegitimate son? I mean, what's happening here? And then <laughs> and you're like, Where where did this guy come from? And then you realize like he was like, a pretty crucial part in like the episode that aired that was supposed to air here stateside before the movie. 
But by the time the movie was coming out, because this is supposed to be a filler between season two and season three, yeah, the sales and interest in Audible and uh, Transformers was like plummeting, mm. and so they're like, "We're not going to waste money bringing in another thing over and dubbing it over. We we'll shoot for the movie and hope this does well." Wow. So until we found out about this, you would say passing to Ultra Magnus was an unsolved mystery. Yeah, I would say it was. <laughs> mm. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> because the voice of the guy who hosts Unsolved Mystery is Ultra Magnus. Yes, right? thank you for making it as clear as much. Well, for our listeners who don't that. know, yeah, that's true. I appreciate. I appreciate you, Paul. I appreciate your you helping me steer the ship and clarity. yeah, bringing clarity to all our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and confusion. And well, yeah, that too. Uh, the thing I'll I hated. Say, yeah, go it for it. It was weird hearing him as as the voice of Ultra Magnus because for me, that dude's voice is the voice of fear itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't trust him. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't recognize his voice till afterwards when I saw gives the special. Me no feature. answers. <laughs> In fact, I didn't even recognize uh, Leonard Nimoy's voice till I, I was. Either. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. it's so mechanical that I didn't yeah. recognize it. Yeah, nothing like a a fish with a human's face on it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't know what that was in reference. Good. To. Let it be a mystery, an unsolved mystery. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so the thing I hated most about the Transformers the movie was not getting to see more, and this is exactly kind of what you were saying, Dallas, not getting to see more of these original characters be a bigger part of the story. They all die off so we can see these new characters, which we don't really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think some of us learn to care about them, but I, I wanted to see at least, like Bumblebee, I know, was a big one. I remember uh, thinking that Spike. Jazz and the police car yeah. guy, I forget what yeah. the police car guy's name was. Um, police car guy. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Getting to see those guys or the Jeep, that Jeep with the, the bazooka on it. I, I want to yeah. see those, you know, your favorites in the movie. That's why you go see this movie, not to see them die. So Yeah. Well, I wonder why this isn't going to do well. Hmm. I don't know. Let's kill the main good guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was the thing. I, I, I wouldn't mind if they died, but at the end, not right at the beginning. So Or even, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Paul, why don't you close this out? What's the thing you, you know? Hated this most? this was almost my tragic maker. I'm gonna slip this in, but I thought the whole thing of uh, Optimus spoilers, Optimus Prime, the main good guy, dies, and what? and, and uh, what's his name, the uh, Starscream and Megatron, and Megatron all die, mm-hmm. but they all come back, and I thought the replacements weren't as strong as what the characters that died, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but that's there. not my tragic. Movie. Oh, hey, listen up! If you like '80s hair band, I have a soundtrack <laughs> for you. Transformers, you will appreciate the this. This this movie is so '80s, and I love the '80s. But this thing is so '80s. Between the music, the nicknames are the names of all the characters. The uh, the the shaking of fists when driving or flying by and and shooting at people. Mm-hmm. I'll get you. And even oh. the micro machines guy, but yes. the going back to this this song, I I appreciate eighties music and even hairband every now and then, but the songs just did not fit. Like it seemed yeah. like 
someone was like, hey, you know what's cool MTV? If we make a bunch of music videos, we treat each scene like a music video. We'll just have a popular song mm. over the whole thing. Kids love that. They'll watch the whole thing. They'll even come twice just to see what they missed. You know, <laughs> it it just didn't fit. I'm like, really? This, this music is distracting me Thank from... You the the movie there was something oddly something seemed to fit but then there was something just off that was like mm. and i think right. it could have been done better as full orchestra i mean if you're not gonna yeah. if you're not gonna nail it with the with the words then hire john billiam <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and you know what? i'm i i feel like we've we've had a similar impression with a past movie we've done, and I'm just scrolling through the list, but I am not finding anywhere. It's like they use too many um, contemporary, mu- too much contemporary pop music to mm-hmm. fill in the, what the movie soundtrack was. Right. Um, but Star you know Wars. What? <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> but a movie that I felt did it well was The Wizard. I feel like they yeah. that music but really that's well, a, even though it was that a is lot. supposed to be a timepiece oh, but point. i agree that the the music fit it seemed to accent the scenes well and it seemed to fade in and out appropriately where this one just was kind of like you said dare to be stupid well they're trying to do i right. i i i understand look if you wanted to use the the instrumentation or the non-vocals of that during that that would be fine mm-hmm. but um, it just didn't make sense when you're talking about stick your head in the microwave and give yourself a tan while this is going on. You know, it just, <laughs> <laughs> it just it, there was it just didn't quite line up right. It yeah. just kept distracting me from the overall movie. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, we've entered all our firing trajectories into the targeting computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, guys. We had lots of uh, good things and lots of bad things that we discussed about Transformers. Now, how do we rate it? Do we rate the Transformers, the movie, a classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic. We'd only recommend you rewatch it, as in you've seen it as a kid and it's worth giving it another go. But probably not if you if it be your first time watching it. Or a tragic. Don't seek this movie out. Don't rewatch it. If you have fond memories, just leave those memories intact because rewatching it will just sully them completely. It'll kill them off, just like Optimus Prime. Uh, so let's start with our guest, Dallas. How do you rate the Transformers, the movie? Um, I almost turned it into a tragic. But oh, wow. Wait, you, you predicted what again? I'm nostalgic. Okay. okay. And it I'm almost stick- became... I'm okay, going to go keep ahead. it nostalgic. I'm going to okay. keep it nostalgic. Right. Just by hair. <laughs> Very good. Barely. Okay. It's holding Barely. on. How about you, Paul? Well, this is really interesting <laughs> because a couple weeks ago, uh, this movie, the Blu-ray 10 edition, uh, special 10 edition on Amazon went down. Is this the I, Steelbook, you mean? Yeah, the Steelbook. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The Steelbook on Amazon a couple weeks ago went down to, I think, $9 oh, or $8. Is it still there? 
No, well, and then a week later, Best Buy went down to a dollar cheaper, like seven or eight dollars, and I was wow. like, "Oh, is." I haven't seen it yet. Is this a good deal or am I saving money by not getting it? So I was looking forward to doing this. So I was like, oh, I'll find out. And then whether and how I rate it, you know, I'll see if whether or not it's getting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I looked at today uh-huh. and Amazon has gone up to twelve ninety five, and uh-huh. Best Buy has gone up to nineteen ninety five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bummer because I, my final rating is nostalgic. I don't okay. think uh, yeah. it's a classic. Like if you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. But mm. I enjoyed the animation quality in this mm. so much, mm. and I thought the action scenes. Uh, I thought there was enough action scenes to keep it moving throughout. I I I do want to get this, so I'm hoping. I think I'm going to try to wait again. Maybe it'll come down again. Maybe yeah, it yeah. won't. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'll wait for the 35th anniversary edition. I, you know, in 4K, I don't know. But if you if you enjoyed this in the past, I think you'll enjoy it again. Yeah. Mm. You know what? Um, hmm. One of us <laughs> will stand. One shall fall. <laughs> you know what? I I I'm gonna just say I. So there's there. I love Transformers growing up. So yeah. I I really wanted this to be a classic because uh-huh. I just I have that that nostalgia for it. Yeah. So I guess it's actually appropriate that I rated this nostalgic. Also, um, okay. I I I thought it was it's definitely worth revisiting if you've yeah seen it before. It is. I assume it's a piece of your childhood if you're gonna rewatch if you're deciding to rewatch it, and it's it's worth it in that regard. Um, Especially with the sting of so many characters being killed off, probably removed or having some time to heal from that. Uh, Let me ruin your childhood again. Yeah. <laughs> Optimus dies. No. No. Uh, but yeah, it's not quite to the point where I'd say, just like Paul was saying, it's not where, oh, you haven't seen it before? You've got to see it. Um, yeah. Even if you're a diehard Transformer fan and haven't yeah. seen this, mm-hmm. I. I just stick with the series. Just uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or better yet, actually, yeah, I've heard Beast Wars does not hold up, but I was a big fan of Beast Wars. So yeah. you have to rewatch like, it. Yeah. I actually remember more Beast Wars than the original Transformers. Me too, because I watched mainly because I watched Beast Wars at late high school, college, as opposed mm-hmm. to Transformers was like when I was eight or something or seven. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All that to say that, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate The Transformers, the movie, a unanimous nostalgic movie. We'd recommend you you rewatch this, but probably don't watch it for the first time. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. Uh, let's get to our feedback section now. Concepts online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right, guys. So we don't really have any general feedback this time, but we do have our usual show announcements. Uh, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com 
slash vote to vote on the movies you want us to cover. If you haven't listened in a while, it's now a much more condensed list of 15 movies. So uh, go vote those up and down if you uh, haven't voted in a while. Uh, you can also buy our shirts and hoodies by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. That will redirect you to our Teespring page where you can find all those. Hey, uh, uh, just yes. a question. Are yeah. you going to tell us if we were to close voting today what the top five would be? Sure, I can do that for you. If you're that interested to find out. Of course. I'm always <laughs> curious. Okay. So right now, uh, number one is The Muppet Christmas Carol, Ooh. followed by uh, the animated The Jungle Book. Oh. Uh, after that comes Tombstone, then the Disney animated Alice in Wonderland. Okay. And number five, currently, though it never seems to stay up there, is Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, I thought you were going to say in the army now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Harry and the Henderson. So those are the top five if we were to close voting today. But we have until uh, around October 2017 when we'll close Just voting lock next. Those in. Yes. But uh, it's never too late to vote. And you can, it, let's say you decide, you know what, uh, Jungle Book, I, I was feeling it, but I'm not so much now. You can change your vote. So that's okay too. Go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash vote to vote those up and down. And if you'd like to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best, probably the best place to do it is face, our Facebook group, which is a go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash group if you'd like to kick it, uh, get redirected to our Facebook group page. Uh, but you can also leave a comment section down in this episode. Again, retrorewindpodcast.com slash 125. Uh, but Paul will also will share here how to reach us on the other socials. Mm-mm. Uh, with that, we have now just about reached our last nav point and the end of the episode. If you are new to the show, thank you so much for listening this far. Uh, we had a lot of fun making this uh, episode, and hopefully you had a lot of fun listening to it. Uh, and if you did enjoy listening to it, why not uh, subscribe to it? We, a lot of our shows are like this. They're fun. They're they're hip. hip. They're cool. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or pretty much any podcatcher you can subscribe to us in. Uh, but if, you have, if you're one of the, our fans who have been loving the show for a long time, please you know, consider becoming one of our patrons. Go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash, slash support to find our uh, Patreon link or a PayPal link. And you know what? For just $1 an episode, which comes to about $2 a month, you can get even more content. We have uh, new things we're into, which are new tubes. Uh, We play games. We just played Erased and Replaced uh, with Dallas, and that was a lot of fun. We found out uh, we did Erased and Replaced, Orlando Bloom, or Chris O'Donnell. Who would you choose? It went one way, but it changed uh, right right around that. So, or it changed in the middle of that. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we also have film commentaries that we've done. We have some uh, mini reviews of more contemporary mu- movies. But uh, th- thank you to everyone who is a current patron. It makes a big difference in helping keep this show running, uh, keeping the the light on, as it were. Uh, and if you aren't a patron consider being one so thank you and thank you for considering that mm. now we we have indeed reached nav point omega 
Paul, do you have any intel on our next mission? Sure. Next time we'll be going back to the year 1989 for Little Mermaid. You said that was coming out in 1989, right? Please tell me that's not it. In fact, no. I know it's not. No, it's not. In fact, if you like a Weird Al, like you did in uh, Transform the Transformers the movie with his <laughs> song there, you'll love it even more when we cover UHF. Whoa! So if you with want Kramer, oh my goodness, yes, wow. Stanley Spadowski. So if you want to share your memories about that or talk to us about anything, really, you can contact us at Retro Rewind Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Also, check out our videos of game streams and pod trailers on YouTube.com slash Retro Rewind Podcast. And if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to PaulJPowers.com. Awesome. Thank you, Paul, for being such a good friend, such an awesome co-host and first mate of this Aww. ship we're on. Thank and you. Uh, you know what? I won't kill you like I did Starscream. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, there, though there is more to you than meets the eye, so oh. I do gotta keep an eye on you. Uh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you so much, Paul, for being oh, part of this thank show. Thank you for yeah. having me. Oh, absolutely, anytime. All right, 3 a.m., here we come. (laughs) And also want to extend a very special thank you to Dallas. Uh, Maura, for coming back to the show. Awesome having you again. Putting Uh, up with us longer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dallas, where can we find you online, and is there anything you'd like to promote? Sure. You can find me personally um, on Facebook, and um, it's just Dallas, Dallas Panda Marshall Maura. Or you can find me on uh, Snapchat and on Instagram at Sir X Rome. That's S I R X R O A M. And then um, if you like to follow my ministry, Geek Devotions, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it's just Geek Devotions. And uh, of course, you look that up for YouTube also. Awesome. Nice. Much easier to spell than Sir X Rome or uh, Dallas Marshall Mora Panda Express. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much, Dallas, for being a part of the show. It's a pleasure. Awesome. And if you'd like to find me, Francisco, on Twitter, I'm at FXRUIZX. I'm also on Instagram as that. And probably do a bit more on Instagram nowadays. And I'd like to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Uh, You can check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. And we want to say the most special of thank yous, the most energetic energon of gratitude to you who's listening right now. Um, whether you're in the car get, going to work, or you're working out at night, or you're uh, you just put your kids to bed, or whatever, we we really appreciate you listening to our show. We pray that uh, you have that if you had a hard day, that we brought a smile to your face. And that you'd experience some some modicum of joy from listening to us uh, yammer on about the Transformers, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you're one of our subscribers, or supporting the show, that makes a big difference. Or j- just sharing the, this podcast with your friends is a huge help to just sharing Retro Rewind podcast goodness with more and more people. Uh, and... 
Also, as a reminder, you can find us on the Retro Junkies Network. Go to theretrojunkies.com. Or you can find us on the Christian Geek Central Network by going to christiangeekcentral.com. That's, those are the couple places you can catch us. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Me, Grimlock, like this podcast. Me want to listen to more episodes. <laughs>